Welcome to another episode of Hungry to Live. Today, I will be speaking with Kyra Mitchell. Kyra has created this platform for women to share their stories. She's also a woman who talks about this thing called the evolution, which she will get into. I imagine it to be about you and me and the evolution and revolution of us females. So here we are. Um, Kyra is also a podcaster. So how did you get into podcasting? Ooh, great question. Um, I got into podcasting because two years ago, um, when I launched Glow Up Girl, it was right at the time, it was in March, and it was right at the start of everybody going into a pandemic. And so I was planning actually to do an event in May. So I'm based in Atlanta and I was going to have an event in Atlanta where, you know, it could be a more intimate setting for women to talk and gather and get to know each other. Well, when March, you know, pandemic rolled in, nope, that wasn't going to happen. And so I was just in this place of just trying to figure out like, how can I still get this message out to women? How can I still give them resources and tools? And I will have to say that I do think that, um, that God was telling me to start a podcast, right? But I was saying, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> and I kept hearing like start start a podcast. And I was like, first of all, it was like start a podcast. But then the um the negative self-talk was like immediately saying, girl, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. And so I went through that for a couple of weeks. And then finally I said, you know what? This just keeps coming back and it's not gonna go anywhere. So in May. I sat down with like my first guest and it was janky, like (laughs) really janky to start. But I have to say it's been one of the most fulfilling things that I've done. So it sounds to me like this idea popped into your head. You were trying to suppress it. More signs kept popping up and they're like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And no matter how much you tried to resist, it kept presenting itself to you. Yeah, it did. I I can tell based on what you have said. And for those who are not watching um, on YouTube, there are many signs that are behind Kyra's head right now. (laughs) One that says empowered women, empower women. I can't see the top part of it, but then another part, another sign that says gold digger, which I just think is hilarious. Um, And then one... There's another one here that says women support women. And the other one here says you, you glow girl. And this one says girl boss. And those are all the things that you are. Well, you are a girl boss and you glow girl feeds into your platform of glow up girls. So can you talk, I know you talked about how you started your podcast and I know Mm -hmm. for the listener, I know we just kind of jumped right in, but Every time I talk to Kyra, that's kind of just what happens. It's like her and I have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's our third conversation in our entire lives in the last 
18 months and (laughs) it's literally like this every single time we talk. Mm -hmm. So it's, we don't miss a beat with each other, which is amazing. But I want you to talk about what Glow Up Girl is, what it means Mm -hmm. to you and just kind of how it has become its thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, you are so correct. Like every time we talk, it's like, oh girl, like we were just talking last week. So let's just pick up where we left off. But okay. So let's rewind back to 2019. So (laughs) pre-pandemic, I started going to therapy and one of the things that I realized as I started going, so I started going because I felt overwhelmed all the time. And I was like, oh my God, like everybody wants something and is needing something for me at work or in life. And I was just like, I'm afraid that I'm going to have all these balls. Like I felt literally like I had all these balls in the air and I was always like this, trying to like catch them. So yes, for any y'all, if you're not watching, you're missing my octopus arms. Um <laughs> Right. And um, and so I finally was just like, I'm about to hit a wall. I need to go and talk to somebody. So I started I went to start going therapy and my um, therapist was like, she listened to me. She let me tell that whole my whole story. And she goes, well, you don't have any boundaries like that. that that's your problem. And I was like, huh? And so, um, so we started to work on that. So from July to December, I started to work on, you know, telling people no, saying, you know, I'll pass on this or no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And by the time I got to December, you know, I had people saying to me, like, what have you been doing? You seem different. And, you know, and I was like, oh my God, it's the power of therapy, people. I was like, everybody should go. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you just need to go to have somebody else to hear your grown up problems. Um, because, I mean, first of all, because your grown up problems have something to do your child with your childhood problems. So, you know, it's all that solving that. So in December, I started to think about because I'd had a nonprofit that I was um, running with my younger sister and we were getting to a place to where she was wanting, she has her dream. She wants to sort of like branch out and do like her own thing. And I, and it was catered towards younger women. And so being a working professional, you know, doing anything with anybody in school, well, they want you there during the normal school hours. So that was getting really hard for me to manage that and my job at the time. So I started to just like right around Christmas, I had those last two weeks off and I was just thinking and just sort of praying about like, how can I still make this impact? But really, I think I'm being shifted to make this impact for professional women. So entrepreneurs, um, you know, just career women, but professionals and with careers, but how can I begin to give them what I call a safe space? Because a lot of people, believe it or not, don't want to go to therapy. And you have, or you have a lot of people who constantly say, yeah, I've been meaning to look into that. And so when I had heard that, maybe like, 20 times from different people saying that I was like, maybe if I created a place where we as women can get together, you know, those of us who are entrepreneurs, we can talk about businesses and getting started and what do we need to do? Women who are just professional, just everyday women, moms, professionals, whomever, just a place for women to get together and talk. Well, I was sitting at my table and I was like writing in my planner and just like saying, okay, God, like you got to help. Yeah. Tell me what that thing is what I do. And I literally heard glow up, 
glow up. And I went, hmm? <laughs> and I looked back and, and, but it was so clear to me that it wasn't, you know, what we all hear and know as modern, the glow up of what somebody, oh, you look this way. And now look at her, she's glowed up. But it was really like that place of a woman becoming so comfortable and confident in herself that all that internal beauty and that internal glow was just going to shine out for everybody to see. And when I, when I thought that, I said, glow up, girl. And I was like, and of course, you guys spelled girl, G-Y-R-L, duh. <laughs> So that is where it was born. And like I said, it was supposed to be, you know, a series of meetups in like smaller intimate gatherings, but the pandemic, you know, sort of made it, um, you know, pivot and gave it larger life and more legs. And so now it is just a community. It's a community for women who are, you know, trying to become the a better version evolving. So you talked about, yes, Uvolution. Uvolution was a virtual conference that I put on last year. And it really is about you. And it's about you evolving in every aspect of your life. And it's like, you are enough today. But as we all know, we always want to be better. So it's like, how can I be better? And so here we are today, you know, we've got the podcast, we've got, um, we've got resources online. If you go to the site, there are lots of resources for women. Um, there's, um, I mean, I myself do a little coaching now on the side with like content strategy and marketing, because that's what I do in everyday life. So just trying to help women who are business owners who may not know how to tell their own unique story giving them a framework to help them get out there and tell their stories. Yeah, Kyra, I have to say your content on your Instagram, which can you share your Instagram quickly? Yeah, um, it is Glow Up Girl. So Glow Up and G-Y-R-L. Amazing. So your content is number one, it catches the eye. Not only is it visual, it has, there's auditory sound that goes with it for most of the content that is on there. And there, the, there's images that are overlaid. So I'm over, <laughs> I'm overly stimulated, but like in, in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone who's looking to try to figure out how to do content, I definitely recommend going to Kyra's page. I also have to say, while I was listening to you in five short months, you went from not really knowing what you wanted to do with this idea and this platform to growing and glowing up within your own personal confidence, mm -hmm. which is something that I know through my own story of recovery, it took me a lot longer than that. It took me 10 years to get my book out. And then it took from that 10 years Another, it took the entire pandemic for me to start a podcast, which I never thought of doing until mm -hmm. I started recording podcasts on other people's shows. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, I think you were the first person I ever did a podcast pre-meeting with, which uh -huh. is so funny. And I remember I was walking down the street. I know exactly where I was. It was like one of those meant to be moments. And from there, it just morphed into this thing. And it's great. And I know that's why Glow Up Girl was created in essence, mm -hmm. because it was to connect people, like-minded mm -hmm. individuals, women mm -hmm. who come from different backgrounds that have similar 
um, connections and want to talk about certain things, want to find other people with similarities, want to Mm -hmm. find other people to connect with in things that they're already doing, things that they want to do. So I just wanted to say thank you for putting that out into the universe because it's so needed. Thank Um, you. (laughs) So as a person of color, I wanted to know what kind of obstacles have you had to face in order to create something like this? Was this because a lot of this was digital? Did you find that you were, were you at first only marketing to other women similar to you and your demographic? Or were you just looking for women in general? And how did that play into how you've grown? Because I know that it should not, 100% should not Mm -hmm. be an issue. Mm -hmm. But we live in a time where it it seems to be an issue for some people, which I still don't know why. Right. Um, you know, I will definitely say when I started this, it was meant for all women. And I did, you know, I did have conversations with people who thought that it should have been, you know, tailored to African-American women or, you know, or, you know, people of color. And I was like, nah, I mean, I think women all deal with the same issues and we all have the same like, you know, roadblocks in life. So I'm not going to like, uh, I'm not going to cut somebody out or, you know, segregate and say no, you know, like, no, you can't be a part of this. And so I, and I never really ever looked at it that way. Like from day one, it was always going to be a platform for all women. And, you know, I went into meeting with, you know, like when I first started the um, platform and right, you know, the height of March, everything. I mean, I was having a lot of like uh, Zoom calls and I was just meeting a lot of people and, um, you know, and I was meeting a lot of, you know, different women of all races and all the stories were the same. (laughs) Of course, you know, I mean, there are different things that different people, you know, deal with. Obviously, I've been very fortunate that with this business and I think for the platform that I've created that I don't think I've really run into obstacles, you know, from a race standpoint, you know, now we spin that into the everyday professional world. You could definitely tell you a different story, (laughs) but I think with this, it's been very well received and I've gotten a lot of support from all women. And I think that's just because we as women have a common, you know, we have some of the same common like scenarios and things that we all like to work on um, to be better. I want to say, so I was struggling a bit to figure out how to ask a question like that, because I don't think that it's, to be honest with you, I don't think it's, it's necessary to have that conversation when someone as yourself and someone like me are talking, because I, it's not, Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. We're women. We share similarities and commonalities Mm -hmm. that all women share. Yeah. And part of me was like, I don't want to sound like I'm ignorant. I don't want to sound like I'm putting my white privilege out there. Like, because I don't, it's just like, no, I, no, I, I just feel in general, I just feel like icky, but I, <laughs> I just know that it's, it's important to have these conversations because there might be other women mm-hmm. who, who don't look like me, but look like you and are yeah. not ready to put their voice out because yeah. they don't think anybody wants to hear them. 
Very true. No, I think that's a great, it was a great question. Uh, I think for myself, you know, I think it sort of depends on, you know, where you've been in your life and, you know, the type of situations you've been in. So for me personally, you know, I have always grown up in mixed company. And, you know, I went to college at, you know, through everybody, you know, it wasn't HBCU. It was all people I've always worked. I've always been in scenarios often where I may be the only black person, you know, um, in my job, you know, or in my office. And so I've always, I guess you could say, I mean, part of, you know, who I am, I'm very adaptable, you know, to my situation. So I can't always, I mean, I've always sort of fit. So it wasn't really hard for me to find a voice and to put it out to everybody. But I do certainly know where you're coming from. There are some women, like I said, you know, there were conversations that I had with some other black women who were like, oh, well, maybe, you know, this would be great. Like it should be catered to, you know, black women. It should be a place for black women. I'm like, well, I mean, I think there are a lot of places out there you know, in communities that are tailored and targeted for, you know, African-American women only. And, but I just didn't feel that in my heart that it should be a place that was just for one group. I just, what I felt like I was being called to do was for all women. And so that's why certainly, you know, if you do have community, because I mean, hey, I visit sites and communities that are for women of color, you know, and I think that I think different people are called to do different things. And so for me, I think I'm just called to be um, a platform for all women. And speaking of being a platform, where do you see this platform of Glow Up Girl going? So I really would like to, you know, my big, big dream is to be able to fund um, women like startups. And I would like to fund startups that feel a lot like Glow Up Girl, because I think that, um, you know, and (laughs) so I've had a lot of experience over the last two years applying for grants and trying to get those types of things. But, you know, when you have big ideas or big dreams that people can't necessarily say they're tangible to start, right? If it's not something somebody can physically like, you've got this phone case that you're selling, Kyra. So yes, I'm going to get behind it and I'm going to give you money. Um, you know, I <laughs> I like to say I got suckered into applying for a lot of grants where they're like, oh, well, thanks for applying, but we're not going to pick you. But, you know, it was still, it's still good research for me. Um, and it actually just fueled me because that's what I would like to do is give seed money to women who come in and have those big dreams. I mean, because not everybody, you know, has a tangible product that they can sell. Some people just have really good ideas that maybe they need somebody to help them mold that into what it can be. I mean, a lot of people, when I first started talking about Glow Up Girl, they were like, okay, and what are you selling? What's it going to be? But how But how are you going to make money was the question that I got most often. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is I think that we're also discouraged as women a lot for having ideas because our ideas sometimes don't seem as important or as useful as other people's ideas for one reason or another, especially when they're not tangible, because in our heads, we can understand how 
a community of women could yeah. use it and could benefit from it. But other people who are not part of the community of women <laughs> could understand it because they haven't gone through it. It's just like the idea of walking alone at night as a woman versus walking alone at night mm-hmm. as a man. Like it's two completely separate experiences, period. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's something to like, you know, you have to be a dreamer. Like I'm a dreamer. Like that, that's who I am. I dream really big. My husband always says like, he's like, wow, it's like you went from zero, like beyond a hundred, like a quickly. And I go, you know, that's the one thing in this life that I never want to stop doing is dreaming and believing. I said, because when you stop dreaming and believing, it's like, you don't have hope. And I said, and there's always a way. I mean, I said the world is the world today because of people that dream. I mean, you gotta be that person. I said, yeah, shoot for the moon and, you know, land amongst the stars. Like, I truly believe that. And I think that the world doesn't have enough of those people, you know, like there, there's a grouping of <laughs> grouping of us. And then there are people who are like, okay, but yeah, but how is that going to make me money? And so I would tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not going into this to make money first. I'm going into this to be a resource and to help women. And so if I've got to give that away for free, I mean, if I've got to, you know, just, you know, spend my own money to help somebody else, then I will. I said, because you're planting seeds at the end of the day. And so you're going to plant enough that one day it is going to, you know, return. I said, but then you also, you just never know who you're going to be able to help with the information that you do give. Mm -hmm. It's like that quote. I don't exactly know how it goes, but you plant a seed today so the apples grow to feed other people generations from now. Like you have mm-hmm. no idea how you are going to impact people right. years and years from now. And another knowledge bomb I want to drop is <laughs> you might fall among the stars, but at the end of the day, we're all made of stars. And that's the thing is people like don't even realize mm-hmm. that. Like we are all so connected. And that's why I have this show because talking about human connection through taboos and stigmas. I mean, we've already covered that. It's been 20 minutes. We've covered all of that. We're done. I'm done. (laughs) Season's over. Um, But I really believe that like your podcast started not to meet for us to meet, but your podcast started in March. And I think that we spoke in April and now here we are almost two years later. And like, it's just, it's insane to me how things Mm -hmm. happen. And then, as you said, even if you don't get funding and you have to have it come from like your own pocket, essentially Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, everything that's meant to happen and Mm -hmm. is supposed to happen is it happens and it's given to you in one way or another. And so you can't see it now, but when you put things into the universe, the, the universe listens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to, I, I end all of my interviews by asking, as you know, it's called, my show's called Hungry to Live. Mm-hmm. I want to know what keeps Kyra Mitchell hungry to live? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it is, um, I'm fueled to, to make the world better and leave it better than the way I found it. And I, you know, and it doesn't, you know, I always tell you, it doesn't have to be in one particular way, right? Like it's, you find the thing for you that helps you to help other people and to 
bring joy to somebody else's life. And so I definitely think that that is one of the things that fuels me. And then also, you know, I'm a, I'm curious by nature. So I'm a learner. So I'm always like reading something, you know, wanting to learn something new. Um, and I'm very much fueled by like just learning. And I like to know things. I'm like, if I don't know something, I'm like, ooh, let me go figure it out. Like I like to solve a problem or something. But I definitely think at this stage of life, it is just being a good person, you know, living in a, in purpose and being able to like do something good in the world. All right. So Kyra Mitchell, Living with Purpose. The last thing I do is read a poem about my guest. So here's a poem I have for you. All right. The Uvolution is an evolution envisioned by Kyra Mitchell. All you need is a sign because this is your signal. Invest in your purpose. You are more than meets the surface. Kyra offers clarity, balance, and connection no matter one's complexion. A woman of color knowing what it's like to be outnumbered, so she provides space for other women to amplify their voices. She knows firsthand what it's like to not be given all the choices. Kyra will either find a way or she'll create one. This woman knows how to get it done. Thank you so much, Kyra. And this is Hungry to Live. I'm Rachel. You can find me at hungrytolive.com. You can also find my Instagram at hungry.thenumber2.live. Thank you so much, Kyra, for being on my show. And you can also find me on Kyra's show, Glow Up Girl. Yeah. So actually, it is this week's episode. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Man, we had a great conversation. It feels like we talked, that episode was like, we were going, girl. And um, it is season two of the Globe Girl podcast in episode 44. So check Rachel out. And she is also a member of the Glow Up Girl podcast network. So if you are on glowupgirl.com, you can find Rachel's podcast there as well. So listen, 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 find us both. Support these ladies. In the right place, in the wrong way. Down on my luck, there were dark days. Had to switch it up, make it okay. So I gave up on the rat race. Learned from my past and my mistakes. Still got time, never too late. No, I don't care what they say I came here to stay Through the days, the months, the years It wasn't easy getting here I never gave up cause I gotta, gotta, gotta have it Through the darkness, through the tears Turn the lights on, face my fears Never gave up cause I gotta,